All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, October 20th of 2023. This is our last show of the week. We do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you guys have questions ahead of the weekend, today is the day to get those in. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at Saber Sim. This is a show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, where you can ask sport-specific questions. Other members of the community will jump in. Other members of the Sabersim team will even jump in there. So great place to be if you're trying to get better as a DFS player. But since it is Friday, we have just a long list of, of sports and slates looking ahead to the weekend here. We have a two game MLB slate today. We have a two game NHL slate today. We have college football, 12 game main slate on Saturday, 13 fight MMA card on Saturday. We obviously have NFL on Sunday. And then we also have NASCAR and formula one on Sunday. So, so many different sports coming at you today through the weekend here. If you're not signed up with Saber Sim and our watching this show for the first time, want to check us out, want to get an idea of what we are all about. We have a five-day free trial, which you can find a link in the description of this video to get started right away. I always suggest people sign up for the trial before the weekend, just get access to so many sports and and uh, get to see how our models do. But with that said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, as always, want to remind you guys ahead of the weekend here, if you're not signed up for our weekly max challenge, it is a NFL promotion slash giveaway that we do during the season here. You can earn weekly prizes. You can earn season-long prizes. There is still time to earn season-long prizes if you have not signed up yet. The link to this page, also in the description, uses green, enter the challenge button, fill out our short form so we can send you guys awesome gear here. And then all you have to do, use the Saberson logo as your avatar on DraftKings and Max enter one of the DraftKings Mini Max contests on the NFL Sunday main slate. That is all it takes to get started there. So, with that said, I'm going to jump into questions in the Office Hours channel first, and then we will jump into questions live in the YouTube chat. So don't see a ton of questions at the moment. If you guys have questions, now is always a good time to get those in. But our first question here says, is there a way to see aggregate ownership for a team in NHL? It would be great if there was a way to get a quick sense of what teams versus individual players are expected to be top stacks. Okay, so good question here. Um, there is a little hacky way to do this. Um, so something that I've talked about in the past here, I'll just kind of talk through this first is you can filter by team and you can sort by order. And something that I've said here is that go and look at the ownership for the top batters on the team here. And that will kind of get you a sense. I know I'm, I'm using MLB as an example here. We'll also jump over to NHL, but here, right? I'm looking, I see... Jose Altuve, 26%, Bregman, 28%, Alvarez, 18%, Abreu, 23%, Tucker, 23%, McCormick, 26%, Pena, 27%, right? Uh, even Yonder Diaz at 8-hole, 21%, and then their 9-hole hitter coming in at about 8% here. So, like, I would be comfortable looking at this at a glance and saying, hey, you know, the Astros are going to be 25 to, like, 30% owned as a stack here. Where it gets tricky is okay yeah they're owned as a stack but is that a five stack is that a four stack is that a three stack a two stack like uh what what is considered 
a stack and what are you exactly looking for, right? So that's kind of why we don't project stack ownership specifically here is because like there are different variations of stacks and and trying to sum that up in one number kind of like uh, could you lead you astray a little bit there? But so let's go over to NHL. I'm going to show you guys how to do this. This is a little uh, way. I don't think we've talked too much about this. I, I did notice this in the recent past here, but say you're playing NHL, right? And you want to get an idea of what the stack ownership is. Well, if you guys remember, our ownership projections are created by running lineups. So we have what we call an ownership field where these are the field lineups that are used in the contest sim. So the ownership projections are exposures from the ownership build. So that build, you can see that build, you can access that build in the contest tab. So if I go over to the contest tab, I close all contests, ownership contest dropdown. We have one bucket of ownership right now for NHL, but I can click into this bucket. I can see that there are 3000 field lineups. And when I open this players tab, well, hey, guess what? I can open the team stacks tab. And these are the stack ownerships in the ownership build that we ran. So we see Calgary at 55%. We see um, New Jersey at 54%. We see CLS at 40%. And we see the Islanders at 36%. So these are the stack ownerships. So you can find those in the contest tab. And then you can even go see, hey, what's the two-stack ownership? What's the three-stack ownership? The four-stack, the five-stack. So if you're looking for that information, uh, you can find it through, through this method here. But really good question and happy to clarify that. All right, question from Gibo. Question says, what is happening in the contest sim if the field you are simming against is larger than the field you are playing? For example, a 2K man contest, but you run the sim against the Seriousim default flagship MME field of 5K lineups. Obviously not best practice, but would like to understand things. Okay, great question here. So anytime, so so let's let's uh, use this example here. I have these 3,000 field lineups for hockey. If your contest is smaller than this, if your contest has 2,000 entrants, what we will do is we will, each each individual time we run the contest sim, or we're running the contest sim, usually 100,000 times here, each individual contest sim, we will randomly select 2,000 lineups from the 3,000 and use those set of simulations when we run your contest sim. So we're going to take 2,000 out of the 3,000 field lineups, use those in your contest sim, and then for contest sim number two, we're going to randomly select another 2,000, and then contest sim three, another random 2,000. We're going to do that over and over until we finish your contest sim. So when you are using, when your contest is smaller than the number of field lineups, we are randomly sampling the field lineups. When your contest is bigger than the field lineups, we are just using as many field lineups as we have available. And also, I believe that this changes live. So I want to go and show you guys. So don't want to speak uh, incorrectly here. So I do want to verify. But if you go to ownership contest for NFL and I go to say flagship MME, ooh, okay. So, 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 so I might be wrong here, but um, basically the team is working on increasing the size of the field lineups here. So this number should be 10,000 like very soon here. So that is a, uh, another thing, you know, the, the bigger your contest, you know, the more field lineups you want to more accurately contest in that. So 
we're always working on increasing the size of our field lineups here. Uh, I, I uh, was hearing some talk internally that this is going to be increased here. So be on the lookout for that, but we're trying to get the field lineups for each bucket from 5,000 to 10,000 here in the very near future. So be on the lookout for an announcement there. All right. Uh, question from Tom said, question, if 6,000 is going to first place, what's the percentage of that? I don't understand. I usually play in dollar tournaments. What is a good percentage you think is the first place in those tournaments? Oh, okay. So instead of like manually calculating the contest sim, so if you go to like your, your build one, right? And let's say you're, you're, you're using contest sim. So you go to the settings, you go to the contest sim settings. Hey, you can add a sim. Well, you can manually input all this information, the contest size, the percent of first the entries paid, or what we've done to make this even easier is when you import a CSV here, you can right click on any of the contests you're playing will automatically calculate all that information for you. So I can simulate that by using the all contests. So when, when you import your contest, it's going to look very similar to this. I can come in here, right click on any of these contests. I'm going to get this add contest sim button here. When I click that, hey, it's going to select the correct set of field lineups. It's going to select the contest size. It's going to calculate the percent of first. It's going to calculate the percent entries paid. And then it's going to set the number of sims for you. All you have to do is hit save here. And then when I do that, which I'll, I'll do that for you guys here. So when I do that and then I go back to my contest sim settings, well, hey, that contest sim is here. I just need to make sure that I check it and now I'm good to go. So you can do that up to 10 contests. You can have a list of 10 contests in your contest sim settings. And the easiest way to do it is to just right click from the contest tab. Uh, one thing though, is that we do not have the payout structure information for FanDuel. We only have it for DraftKings. So with FanDuel, we will capture the, usually the contest size correctly, but the percent of first and the cash line can be off. So you might have to calculate those yourself. All you need to do is just go and look at what first place pays. So if first place pays a hundred thousand and the price pool for the contest is 400,000, just do 100,000 divided by 400,000. That should come out to 25%. You just pop that in the um, field there in the little cell. And then for cash rate, you just look at what the last payout position is in like the payout tab. So if it's, you know, 13,189 out of 100,000, then you just go and put that in your calculator and then it will spit out a percentage for you. And then you just drop that in the cash rate. So that is how you calculate those. All right. Uh, Tom said, is higher ROI better than lower? Yes. So higher is going to be better for risk-adjusted ROI, regular ROI. Um, something that that we've talked about here is basically just trying to only play lineups that grade out as positive ROI once you run your contest sim. So say that, you know, I'm playing the Sunday main slate here. I make a couple adjustments. I have my contest sim set up. I'm just going to run 500 lineups to do this like a little bit faster here. So I'm going to run my 500 lineups and then I'm going to run my contest sim. And then from there, I'm going to basically use the contest sim metrics as a measuring stick for how far down in my pool I want to go. And before we used to say, hey, you know, try and stay in the top 25 to 50% of your pool. Cause we didn't have a good measuring stick. There wasn't a good way to, to visualize that information. But now with contest Sims, 
you have that feedback loop and you're able to use it when trying to figure out how much diversity should I get? How many uh, minimax exposures, you know, did, did I make too many changes? Well, like now you have a way of seeing that when you use contest sims, right? So the contest sim is running here. Once the contest sim is done, you will get the summary statistics underneath each lineup here. So like I'm going to, I'm, I'm looking at 20 lineups out of 500 here. And let's say I want to start increasing my mini unique. So I'm going to go straight to uh, straight to six. So at six mini uniques, my last lineup is number 81. My sim ROI is 47%. Okay, great. You know, let's go, let's go more, you know, mini uniques of seven. Okay. Hey, this lineup is negative 14% ROI. And then the next one is, I'm sorry, I'm not, or I mean, you can sort it by however you want. You know, I'm going to sort by risk adjusted ROI for this example. But when I'm sorting by risk adjusted ROI, hey, at seven mini uniques, the sim ROI for my last lineup is 12.8. So still positive, right? So like I'm using that directly as a measuring stick. And then at mini uniques eight, I can't even get to 20 lineups. So I would be comfortable staying at seven, right? If I go to seven, I, I know I'm still getting positive sim ROI lineups. I'm basically maxing out my diversity and I feel pretty comfortable about, about how this looks, right? So at the end of the day, you are trading sim ROI for diversity, but I think that it's worth it especially in super high variant sports like NFL main slays where you only get one per week here. You only get 18 across the season. That's something that Max and I talked about on our last NFL main slate review show is like, Hey, you know, you're playing NBA every day. You're playing MLB every day. You're getting 30 main slates a month times six months. You're getting 180 slates in football. You're getting 18 main slates. So that is one tenth of a season of one of these other sports here. So the, the smaller your sample size, the higher your variance. And then, you know, the more slates you get, the more that kind of gets smoothed out over time. So I think diversity is super important in NFL main slates. And I would suggest that you take advantage of some of these options here and, and uh, you know, try and work those into your process. But really good question there. That was our last question at the moment here. We are all caught up with the questions in both the Office Hours channel and the YouTube chat. So uh, not seeing anything else coming in here like always. Oh, actually a little announcement Monday and Tuesday of next week. The show is going to be at 3 p.m. Eastern, not 2 p.m. Eastern. I do have a little bit of a conflict on Monday and Tuesday. We will be back to regular time on Wednesday here. So be on the lookout for that. I will obviously get the streams uh, scheduled appropriately and let you guys know about it. But just wanted to make a quick announcement here prior to Monday. So until Monday, guys. Take care. Good luck. Enjoy a weekend pack full of sports and DFS. Hope you guys all do well. I will talk to you guys then. Thanks. Bye.